up, everybody? This is episode 378 of It's Super Effective, the Pokemon <laughs> podcast. I'm your host this week. You're very mellow, very calming. Enjoy your day. Possibly get ready to take a nap. Your host, William Robert George from confirmation George. from confirmation i am catholic anderson. oh that's right anderson spelled with an o n as i now have to tell every single person <laughs> you do in minnesota that's an important thing <laughs> that's like vital are you an o n or an e n wars have been fought over o n's and e n's and with Welcome. me today is greg hello Welcome to this American Pokemon Life. I am your host, Greg. Today in 3X, we'll probably talk about Pokemon. I imagine. How much we hate it, how oh, much we love it. Yes. And other things. All, so all stay tuned. The Pokemon that's fit to <laughs> fill your ears. We will we will uh, I don't know, please you with over the next 60 to 90 minutes as as the crow flies or whatever the expression. Greg, before we yes. get talk to talking about Pokemon, I did want to give you a new update about life in Minnesota. How much you love it. I am excited. Well, I love spending I've money. You, I've sent you all over the world to spend money <laughs> that I can vicariously live through. It is very, very exciting. I believe in the past two days I've spent $4,000 in Minnesota Yay! dollars. <laughs> <laughs> on things that are actually taxed in this state as opposed to food and or clothing. But what I wanted to mention is in, in my experiences of traveling around your state, my state now, I guess, I've discovered what I first thought was a rare event, a, uh, what is the word when something happens that's out of the norm? Uh, just a completely unexpected that, that actually I was wrong. Oh, what? So I mean, you're wrong a lot, but yes, what about this time? I understand and I accept. I am a human being. Um, so we thought that the homeless person, that that was an aberration. What I have found is that when I'm in Minnesota, I actually have a superpower and I can make anyone in this state apologize to me for absolutely that, no reason whatsoever. That is not a superpower. I that is how Minnesotans deal with out-of-towners. Welcome to your new emperor, <laughs> Minnesota, because Will Anderson is here to just give you a look and make you feel bad about your existence for whatever oh, no. reason. We'll apologize, but we don't feel anything towards you. Oh, we just want to get out of the experience. Like, oh, oh, sorry. Now, here's the me. truth: mm. if anybody says "op" to you, then like they're actually sorry. If they say "I'm sorry," then they're like, "Uh, well, whatever this, whatever I they'll leave." Can't... The minute the weather turns, they'll be like, "It's so cold." Is really? <laughs> Nothing can be colder than my heart. But uh, I, just wait till January. Bud. I cannot count the number of corners that I have turned and have a person standing there and they just apologize. I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, you're sorry for what? Existing? Yeah, for taking up your space. That's how we get around. <sighs> oh, okay. Dear. You have <laughs> taking taking people to bars here is 
I love taking out-of-towners to bars because people apologize when they have to get through a crowd. And they're like, "What? why, why are they apologizing? It's just what we do. Just to get around you. Like, oh, sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Just squeeze mm. through. Sorry. Nope. Can't. Got to acknowledge that this is awkward. Okay, sorry. It's hilarious to me. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. When, we'll hit the bars soon, Will. Well, I believe no, we I have, well, <laughs> since neither one of us drinks alcohol, that would be truly an aberrant experience. But we do have out-of-towners coming to visit us soon. So potentially... When will, is that? It's two, That's like all of October. Yeah, pretty much. Like every weekend in October, people are coming to do things, and I don't care for it. <laughs> There's the Minnesotan in you coming out. <laughs> Well, at least within two weeks, I will have uh, a love sack mm. with owl fur. So if anybody has access to a love sack store, go visit. Try the owl fur. Um, owls don't have fur, so I'm pretty sure that's an owl bear. It's whatever. It is the color was dark gray. It is super soft, and it is going to be fantastic for anyone who comes to my house to play video games. Oh, that's going to be me. And I will also have the very expensive couch. Um, the couch does have a name. Uh, it is called the Oxford 91-inch Pop-Up Platform Queen Sleeper Sofa in Orla Gray. Ooh, okay. Love Sack spells fur? P-H-U-R. So that you know that what? it's not made from an animal. No, no animals were harmed in the making of the Love Sack fur. So rude. Either way. We've and got... also, it's not an owl. <sighs> All right. Look. <laughs> All right, let's get to the business. We've got let's news. Let's get down to brass we've, tacks. We've, we've, we've failed to Pokemon for long enough. Um, for anyone who has or has not noticed, we do not have a third person this week because I didn't manage to get around to organizing to have somebody. But... It means our conversation will be good and tight. And we Quick. will agree on everything, and we won't have... It's going to be all the wheat, none of the chaff. That was... Yeah! <laughs> you ready for some news, Greg? As much as I ever am. Let me news you up here. Number one, Mario Kart Tour just smoked Pokemon Go in day one downloads. Uh, I'm pretty sure vaping is banned, so Ooh. No, no, sure this is smoking, this not is. vaping. Oh, so oh smoking's fine. Yeah. Smoking's you know, old school smoking's fine. Uh okay, one, what is Mario Kart Tour? Is that It's a mobile game. Wait, this is How from How can you play Mario Kart on mobile? Uh, let me read the article. This is from the All next right. the nextweb.com. Mario Kart Tour just beat out its fellow licensed gaming properties in terms of day one downloads, and not by a small margin either. By any metric, the game is the biggest out-of-the-gate success on the app market thus far. Too bad it's such a drag to play. Tour was... <laughs> <laughs> Look, you don't get this when Steve reads the articles. <laughs> Oh, boy. That is a heck of an opening paragraph. I also know how to pronounce tour properly. Tour was announced last year, and according to Bloomberg, insiders claimed Nintendo was betting a lot on the app's success. 
I prophesied that it might be Nintendo's Ooh. biggest smartphone hit thus far. In terms of numbers, it seems my prediction isn't that far off. The app was released on September 25th. According to mobile data firm Sensor Tower, it has the highest number of day one downloads out of any of Nintendo's six mobile games, with none of the others even coming close. Data tracking site Aptopia reports that the day one downloads surpass those of Pokemon Go, Clash Royale, and the mobile version of Fortnite. The number... Dang, even Fortnite? I know. The but number... that's got flossing. I haven't seen any flossing at the Mall of America. I was lied to. The number varies between <laughs> the two over. reports. The earlier Aptopia report puts the number at 10 million, while Sensor Tower reports 20 million downloads later the same day. Even assuming only the lesser of these two numbers is the correct one, that's still pretty impressive. Dang. I'll wager the driving force behind those downloads is the same thing I predicted would push the app ahead of the likes of Fire Emblem Heroes or Super Mario Run. Namely, the Mario Kart Mario. series consistently has the most name recognition of any brand Nintendo's converted to mobile thus far. It's popular in a way Fire Emblem or Animal Crossing simply aren't. According to Nintendo's sales data... A Mario Kart game is the top-selling game on the Switch, 17.9 million copies, the Wii U, 8.4 million, and the 3DS, 18.4 million. While it's outstripped by Wii Sports on the eponymous console, Mario Kart Wii was its second best-seller, 37.2 million. Mario Kart DS is the third best on that handheld, 23.6 million. Lots of people own and play Mario Kart games is what I'm trying to say. So it's probably not a surprise to hear that when word gets out that there's a new Mario Kart game available for that most common of consoles, the smartphone, everyone rushed to try it. Aptopia analyst Adam Blacker also estimates Apple-assisted marketing and automatic downloads helped push the number even higher. Additionally, the game was highly promoted and marketed with Apple's help leading to up to launch. If you pre-ordered the game and you did not have auto downloads turned off, you woke up with the game already loaded onto your phone. It came out at 4 a.m. Eastern time today, yesterday. Uh, and the rest is just opinion. Yep. So There's a whole lot of opinion. <sighs> all right. First off, all app children, all of our children are special in their own unique yes. ways. We don't have to yes. judge them by how many downloads Bobby got on day one versus over the lifetime of Susie's entire lifespan. Come on now. Yeah, but if Susie doesn't start picking up the slack, it's off to boarding school. So, <sighs> Lucky Susie. I'd rather be going to boarding school. <laughs> Greg, am I uh, to understand that you have not downloaded Mario Kart Tour? No, I haven't. Because, like, ugh, I like Mario Kart, but not enough to play it on my phone. And from everything that I've heard, like, it's super, it's super aggressively, hey, give us money. Well, that's like, how you make more money. More than most things. And I'm already, I'm already mad at Nintendo and other apps, like, ugh, 
Masters is making me super angry. So, like, the thought of downloading this to for whatever money that they want for a title that I'm like, it's only fun when I'm playing at home with other people and only for about a month. So, Tour just held nothing. for Like, I was not drawn to Tour. I was not eager to download Tour. So, I haven't. Yeah. So, it's like, um, you can get the red mushrooms for free, but if you want the blue mushroom... <laughs> You have to pay $5 and the race just like stops and like the little floaty cloud guy comes out and he's like got his hand out. He's like five bucks, please. You want that power up? You want that power up? If you want that blue shell, those gonna be 20 bucks. Let me let me offer a contrasting article from the website gameper.com. Never heard of this site before. Gameper? G-A-M-E-P-U-R. I guess that might have been pure, but... They didn't quite make it. They didn't. They they ran out of ease. All right. This article is called Mario Kart Tour: All 806 Error Codes and Heavy Traffic Problems <laughs> Explained. Did you hear about this? No. Uh, so launch day for Mario Kart Tour is turning into a rough experience for many players. 806 errors appear to be common, including errors about heavy traffic when trying to log into the game. Now, that sounds like Pokemon Go. Yeah, that sounds like Pokemon Go. Mario Kart Tour 806 errors. According to the Nintendo support page, there are three main ways to try and fix 806 errors. The page advises that these steps may fix errors between 806-0000 and 806-9999, which I imagine would be all the 806 errors. So if you are experiencing an error anywhere within that range, give the below steps a shot. Restart, restart, reinstall. For additional questions or technical assistance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Mario Kart Tour heavy traffic. Some players are getting a login failure message that will say the servers are experiencing heavy traffic. <laughs> it's kind of funny which to is, have heavy traffic in a car racing game. Yeah, like the whole, there's a, the whole thing is to zip past them. The servers are, you got to get the mushrooms. The servers oh, are yeah. experiencing heavy traffic. Your login request will be processed in the order it was received. Oh, that's, that's nasty. Worse than queuing for League of Legends. <laughs> that is nasty. That's what that is. This is more easily explained as launch day traffic just being a bit higher than the servers can handle. When you try to log in, you get placed into a queue. The issue appears to be compounded by people not being moved out of that queue. The best solution here is to try and log in again, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to solve problems from a week ago. As we are bringing you yesterday's news today. So, same thing happened again. Login problems. Um, Yike. And I'm reading about how aggressive and ugly their uh, micro trash transactions are. And that, like, this is Pokemon Masters all over again. So, what are you seeing? It's just... So... Um, apparently the 200cc race mode is behind a paywall and then there are microtransactions on top of that. Um, also they do the same thing where there's just one currency, which is rubies. So that's that sort of frustrating, like you call this one thing, you call this currency all the same thing and then you try to differentiate them. Oh, free rubies versus pay for rubies. And there's a season pass for a gold pass, which you have to pay for. And then the season pass gives extra rewards and gold items and unlocks a racing mode. Like, <sighs> come on. And, I mean, Steve had a point, and he rarely does, but he did have a point last time that with 
Apple Arcade. If you're going to pay $5.99 a month and you're going to get all of these games without all this garbage, you know, for that small price, this is beginning to seem outrageous. Yeah. I, I mean, like, you want how much money for what? And from what I understand, it f- doesn't feel good to play. Like, people are used to a certain level, like, especially I would, I suppose hardcore carters are used to a level of interaction and um intricacy with how like doing those skids good and being able to correct and and making really tight kerns and i guess people are having severe problems doing that in game oh yeah like feel good to play like yeah doing all the like the drifting and everything yeah so yeah the difference is between the what you use the term hardcore carters but i think what people really know them as is the jimmy carters Versus yeah. the casuals, oh. which are the Billy Carters. Nobody knows those references except, except for, for you us. And I. <laughs> That's what makes it so good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so they have one currency called peanuts, and the Jimmy Carters. The Jimmy, yeah, the Jimmy Carters are the they they love the peanuts, they, and the Billy Carters peanuts. are the beer the beer dudes. That was Billy Bush. No, it? no. Or was Billy Bear Billy Carter? I think it was Billy Carter. Are you sure? I thought it was Billy Bush. Uh, there was Man. no Billy Bush. Isn't there? There's like 50 million bushes. Billy Beer was a beer first made in the United States in July 1977 by the Full no, City Brewing Billy Company. Carter. It was promoted by Billy Carter, whose older brother Jimmy was the incumbent president of the United States. I wow. knew something. This has nothing to do with Mario Kart. No. All right. No, I, I mean, I thought Billy Beer was later. It shows you how bad my memory is of replacing things in time. Anyways, uh, let's talk about how bad their pricing schemes are. So I think I think what, what we're seeing right now, and probably if we look at back at this in about two years, this is the impression we're going to get, is that the Apple Arcade is new, new, new. Super yep. new, right? Yep. And... It's going to take some time for things to start falling in line with that pay model. And so we are actually at the end of the microtransaction era. Late-stage microtransaction capitalism? Exactly. Uh, (laughs) You make it sound so dark. (laughs) (laughs) Because it is, folks. It It is. It is. It is the darkest Um, of darks. So, like, I, I probably... And this is, like the excess right of microtransactions it's like in in the sunset of the late stage microtransaction capitalism we see the most excessive examples of microtransaction mania and then it will be overthrown by the apple arcade model of uh common share across the board of you know, everybody gets a share of the games that are played based off the monthly subscription, except for uh, the, what is Commissar Apple, who receives yeah. the largest share because obviously share. Commissar Apple is doing the most work. Obviously. By providing you a platform upon which to suckle at the teat of the uh, subscription model. <laughs> yep. That is what's happening. Greg, why is every conversation between you and I turn into You do it every time. It's all about you. Communism. Okay. Also, let's talk about microtransactions. People, if you are not playing Dragalia Lost, they're doing their one-year anniversary. Start now. It is super fun. They're doing an entire catch-up thing. You get 5,000 gems 
to to do tenfold summonings. Plus, you're getting are, are free tenfold ge- summonings. Are these gems all good gems? They're they're yes. equal gems to the other yes. gems. Yes, um, it's super fun. This event they've done for their one year anniversary is amazing. I have enjoyed it immensely. It makes me hate Pokemon Masters even more because I'm playing a microtransaction game that really appreciates me playing it and is running a super fun event. And you, every day you have with their catch-up events, since they're giving you a free, not only a free tenfold summoning, but one of them is a guaranteed five-star. Like... Just play that now. Put Masters away because I was playing Dragalia Lost all weekend, having super great time playing in their one year anniversary. Switched over to Masters to face literally like they are making the grind in that game even worse. It was bad to begin with. It is even worse now. And I, I can't bring myself to play it. I'm like, I just this is so not fun to like I know I have to spend at least half an hour grinding out three more levels to get the things so that this other event even becomes worth it and it's just and your the the gems in that game are punishing and ugly and my I I've, I've been trying to do summons and their summons just feel terrible every time you do it because you're just you get no guarantees go play Dragalia Lost it's a their one year anniversary is a great time to jump in. They are doing an entire catch up event. Like there are rewards for playing their game and catching up so that you can do the high end content. They are giving you things to help you get there. You get free six six free, completely free, item summonings a day that give you ten vital items that you need to play the game. You get six of them a day for free. While this event is going on, which is like over this next week. Okay. So go play that really great game. Put Pokemon Masters away. Skip World Tour. They're nickel and diming you to to death, people. All right. My last question on this topic before we move on to the next news article is, uh, how much is Dragalia paying you to shill for them? Because this has been multiple months now. (laughs) None. None. I've seen you get people to uninstall other games from their phones just to put that Dragalia stuff on there. And each and every one of them has thanked me. I have the receipts in Twitter. Oh, my word. All right. Next news article. Mysterious 24-hour Pokemon Sword and Shield stream to reveal surprising information. This is the wildest thing I've read. Like, when this happened, I'm like, they're doing what? Well, here we go. Perhaps we'll see new Pokemon or weird behaviors. Ahead of Pokemon Sword and Shield's November 15th release date, the Pokemon Company is hosting a 24-hour stream to reveal surprising information about the game's world. The Sword and Shield stream will begin at 6 a.m. Pacific Daylight Time on October 4th and broadcast, that's a Friday, folks, and broadcast footage from a camera set up in a Galar region forest called Glimwood Triangle. Glimwood Tangle. Pardon my error there. You you got hit hard. The static image on Twitch and elsewhere, like YouTube, shows the forest through a night vision lens with Glimwood Tangle's lush foliage and large mushrooms in view. The Sword and Shield website displays a message from Sonya, 
a research assistant for Professor Magnolia, Sword and Shield's new professor from the Galar region. Naturally, Sonia is also Professor Magnolia's granddaughter. My name's Sonia, and I'm a Pokemon researcher. Here in Galar, I'm always helping out with research for my gran, Professor Magnolia, that is. I'm sending this message because I could really use your help with some research I'm doing. Next week, a camera will be set up in a strange forest here in Galar known as Glimwood Tangle, and the camera will begin broadcasting live footage. The broadcast will last for 24 hours. If you could take a gander when you have time, that'd be just great. Thanks in advance. The live stream is expected to showcase Pokemon from the Galar region, giving fans a peek at their behavior, among other things. A note on the Sword and Shield website says that viewers may see things that surprise them, hinting mm-hmm. at new information, perhaps new Pokemon, evolutions, or moves to be revealed during the stream. The website also has a disclaimer that the footage will not be directly from the game. No doubt Pokemon fans will be scouring the 24-hour stream for any new details from Sword and Shield, running off fumes from the last big announcement that Wild Duck Pokemon Farfetch will finally evolve in Sword and Shield. Run, the, what, the, the, the news cycle is running off fumes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what. This is from That's Polygon. Like... Now, who wrote this one? This is obviously not from no. the good Polygon author. Uh, no. Now, this is, this from, is from Sweet Potatoes. Sweet Potatoes. Nicole Carton. Nicole, you and I need to have a conversation because yeah. you've got to better understand the Pokemon news cycle and we ain't running this on no fumes. This is hardly fumes. Okay, this is like some straight-up Black Mirror stuff. Why? (laughs) Okay, live footage. Okay, live footage of a fake of a fake of a fake world. And they're not even like pointing a camera at a switch, right? It's like somebody had to animate, do twenty-four hours of animation of some sort. Now we know what happened at the national decks. (laughs) <laughs> they're making this. They're making this. They're making it this, all comes this together. Yeah, right. Because right, too hard to the animations. Yeah. Too hard and like too, hard. too much of the too much stuff. Because they they instead of including Barboach and Gold. Well, we know they're putting in Goldine. Who else? A Basculin and Tapu Koko in this game. We are instead getting a Black Mirror view of a fake tangle in a game that doesn't exist to watch for pokemon for 24 hours when i'll be at a wedding oh that's right but we can we can we can stream it while we're oh, <laughs> oh. you are officiating the wedding yeah, i know i am I know. not so i will be watching this while You'll be you're watching. dirtling when on you with your blah 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 out. love la 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 commitment <laughs> blah blah lifetime together blah blah yep. blah hooray that's you have been reading my notes <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's something in there is like never mind the gentleman in the black with the but, in the back with the gray suit who's suit. like just thumbing yeah. his nose at this entire ceremony. <laughs> so, I okay, we are due for starter evolutions. So, what okay, give, I'm going to give you I'm going to give you odds and you tell me what percentage you think this is going to happen in the stream. All right. So, what do you think we're going to see the mid-evolution of the starters? Uh, I'd say guess? that's 85 to 90%. What about final evolutions of the starters? 0%. Okay. 
What do we think yeah, we're going to finally get for in the year for that? Still, I'm sorry, we're still that's October. We're, we're like still over a month. We are away. not that far away. Over okay. a month. Impidimp finally announced. Show. <sighs> I don't understand that because Impidimp was shown. <laughs> I know, and they haven't talked about Stop it. Stop so- taking my beautiful child and hiding him under a bushel. Come on. So what do you think? Impidimp finally shown and announced. Okay, this okay. I I'm I'm actually going to put that at twenty five to thirty percent. Oh, okay. And include it, it an impidimp evolution. I'm going to say is ten to fifteen percent. But I will tell you this, Greg. This and right. if you want me to, if you want to find some sort of religious or pseudo religious book for me to place my hand upon to pledge to make right, this official. I've got one. If it over. they do not acknowledge my beautiful child, Impidimp, before this game releases, I will play through the game with a team <laughs> that is just six Impidimps. Take right. that, Mr. Pokemon. All right. All right, we will do that. Okay, it is set in stone. Thus it shall be. Thus, thus it has been spoken. Yes. Um, all right, what do you think we're going to see? What is your percentage on seeing new galar forms in this stream new like other evolution yeah. oh oh you mean like other galar like forms, the galar so like, galar and lapras yeah uh, i'll give that 50 50 all right uh i think we'll get one new well okay so what about one new unreleased pokemon What's your percentage? Uh, Just I, I would say that's going to be seventy-five to eighty percent. That that's that's a pretty high chance that there will be like completely right. new one. But also like two, two, oh, not yet released. That's those were those that's dropping. But I'd say I'd give that down to about sixty percent. I think with the All right. with each number of new unrevealed Pokemon, it's going to drop by ten percent percentage chance right. for. Yeah. So you're thinking. At most, we would see four new, not released. Well, no, I started Pokemon. at seventy percent, so we've got yeah. like seven. <laughs> well, I mean, it's getting pretty low. Like the yeah. once we get below fifty, the odds are really against that happening. So, but you are you feeling confident that we will get four new unreleased Pokemon? Yeah. Yes. All right. Yes. But so there's there's not, also a I question am, here. I am not that high on that. I think we're getting evolutions. I think we're going to get one. We're going to see all the evolutions ones released. Evolutions count as new around. unreleased Pokemon, technically. Technically, but I was talking <laughs> about them as separate things. Clearly, um, I would expect one Galar form, maybe two brand new, never seen before Pokemon Impidimp. And the middle evolutions of the starters. And then literally everything that we've seen released before just running around a lot. And there'll be some sort of shadow that the animators put in there because they copy and pasted wrong. Yeah. And everybody's going to only spend time talking about what that shadow could be. And that will eat up our feeds for the next three weeks as people argue that it's a Jinx evolution. So you're saying uh, an artifact of the animation process will cause people to imagine that there's actually something there that doesn't exist at all. That is yes. your statement? That is my statement. Okay. My counter statement to that <laughs> is one of two 
things. Now, I need everybody right. to sit down. If you're driving, pull to the side of the road because I don't want any car accidents. If you are flying an airplane, please land it at your nearest please airport. Land. <laughs> please land it. Because we don't trust autopilot the anymore these days. Uh, autopilot, no good. No, don't don't use that. All right. Either. All right. And I give this the higher likelihood. I'm not putting a a percentage chance on it. Uh, they will it's at some very selected hour and minute reveal the mythical Pokemon for the region. It will it will dance across the screen. And like you just like you either saw it or you didn't, and hopefully somebody out there is recording the entire twenty four hours so that they somebody can play out there's recording the entire twenty four hours. Um, they will either show the mythical or in some way imply its existence in a very shady, shadowed kind of way that's not an artifact of the animation process, or and this is a slightly lower possibility there will be a new evolution that will appear. I Everybody thinks there's going to be a new evolution. I don't... Why? The only reason I think is because they are doing this. And it's probably going to be a dragon evolution of Eevee. Hmm. Hmm. That seems not likely. I call nay. <laughs> <laughs> you say me nay? I say thee nay, sir. Oh. We shall meet with leak lances upon the field of the Renaissance Festival. <laughs> Is there a Renaissance Festival here in Minnesota? Because I haven't yeah, been to one the in last a weekend. good long time. It, it, this was the last weekend, so we have to do it next year. Hmm. I Thanks only go for taking once me. every four years. Okay. I only go once every four years because I do not enjoy it. I spend all my time at the State Fair because the State Fair is better. And the Renaissance Fairs don't change up too much. <laughs> As they do not. Goes on. Also, one year when we had our very small dogs, we went to go see the um, Birds of Prey. Uh, you mean the Batman characters? The no. wh- the women. The Batman actual characters? birds, like okay. falconry and hawks, and they're like, "Oh, please hold tightly to your dogs." Oh <laughs> dear! Really? <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else to say about the mysterious twenty-four hour Pokemon Sword and Shield no, stream? No, I mean. Please capture them and show me because I cannot watch all day. I have a lot to do. True. Uh, you so you watch do. And, <laughs> and and play. I have to get my hair cut at some point. Oh. That's a lot. It's a lot. My Kickstarter's ending on that Thursday. It's a lot. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big week. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll have some more Pokemon news because there was a whole bunch of Pokemon newses to talk about. A dud dance. A boot dan dance. A dun a dud dance. A boot dan dance. A dun a dud dance. A boot dan dance. Abundance. Abundance. A dun a dud dance. A boot dan dance. A dun a dud dance. Abundance. 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 Abundance.
Once again, with you today, I am William R. Anderson, and we are joined by Pokemon International Recognized Pokemon Expert, Greg Leatherman. Hello. Welcome to part three of our Pokemon we're, series. We're only on part two. Oh, dang. All right. Don't, don't make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> You're vile. <laughs> oh. Next news article. Next. 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 News. Let's go back to our peaceful <laughs> conversation. All right. A chunk of Pokemon Go's spawn points have vanished. This is from Polygon.com. Players are trying to figure out what's going on. One of the latest Pokemon Go updates seems to have gotten rid of a bulk of Pokemon spawn points in the game. It seems that while some points were added, a lot of them were removed from players' usual routes. Niantic has not made any announcements regarding spawn point changes. Well, they never do. I don't know what people are expecting. I don't don't know. Spawn points are known to change every now and then, but based on analysis from the Silth Road subreddit, it seems that more players are experiencing losses than they are gains. The subreddit is flooded with players reporting that their spawns have vanished, varying from players in quiet rural areas to players in bustling cities, similar to Minneapolis. Yes. Several players, like Reddit user Sigates, have theorized (laughs) that spawn points haven't been reduced as much as they've been spread out. Now, instead of five Pokemon spawning in one point those five Pokemon will spawn further away from each other. It's unknown if this is true or not yet. So literally, you just wrote a paragraph of not news based on one dude's speculation. Thank you, Polygon.com. User SnowKittyXO. (laughs) (laughs) This is where we get into into problems. User SnowKittyXO notes that in Niantic's other GPS-based game, Harry Potter Wizards Unite, which uses a lot of the same data from Pokemon Go to place monuments and objectives, the spawns for magical beings are way higher than Pokemon Go's spawns. This means having higher numbers of spawns is something that Niantic can enable and disable at will. At will? All that being said, it's a good time to walk around in your local area areas to access the damage 
it may be no the word you wanted was assess who wrote this article Not uh, julia me. lee at polygon um at da ray d-a-h-r-a-e underscore um let's have a conversation about ass assess the damage versus access the damage um word choice it may be time to reevaluate your go-to spots for pokemon go all right so this is non-news i are you serious yeah this is <sighs> whatever like really all right here's the real pokemon go news let's this was obviously an article submitted by uh frequent listener and supporter of the program, Steve Sarumi. But the one that Steve Sarumi missed was Pokemon Go International Tourism Day. Did you hear about that? I did. I got the shirt, and then I put on the shirt in the game, and then I said, oh, I don't like this shirt. And I took off the shirt and would put on the GoFest shirt that I actually like. So... How much did the United Nations have to pay oh, Pokemon Go first off to get their ugly UN World Trade Tourism Organization <laughs> t-shirt into the game? All right, here's the real article. This is from PokemonGoLive.com. September 25th. Celebrate the spirit of travel during the first ever World Tourism Day event. Trainers, happy World Tourism Day. In partnership with the United Nations World Tourism Organization, UNWTO, which probably paid us about a million to two million dollars in order to get all of our junk, their junk up in our game, we are celebrating the first ever World Tourism Day event in Pokemon Go. For this upcoming week, we'll be celebrating exploration with a special in-game event. New features starting on September 26, 2019 at 1 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, time GMT minus 7. New shirt. Check out a new United Nations World Tourism Organization t-shirt available in the Style Shop. Region-limited Pokemon available in eggs. The following Pokemon will be available in 5-kilometer eggs in their respective real-world regions. Farfetch'd, Kangaskhan, <laughs> Tauros, Heracross, Corsola, Volbeat, Illumise, <laughs> Torkoal, <laughs> Sangos, <laughs> Seviper, Lunatone, Solrock, Tropius, <laughs> Relic Anth, Pachirisu, Mime Junior, Chatut, Pansagi, Pansiar, Pampaur, Hiatamur, and Durant. Shiny Pokemon rivals spotted. If you're lucky, you might enc- encounter a shiny Zangaos or a shiny Seviper in the wild in their respective real-world regions. I have not found any shinies during this world tourism thing. And it- Mimei Jr., the Mimei Pokemon, will be making its debut in Pokemon Go. It will be available in 5-kilometer eggs in Europe. If you're lucky... You might hatch a shiny Mimei Jr. I have not had any shinies, and I'm angry and angry about it. Well, I got a shiny horsey, which isn't even on the list, so guess that shows them. Hold on. Features from Thursday, September 26, 2019 at 1 p.m. Pacific Data Time, GMT minus 7, to Tuesday, October 1st, 2019 at 1 p.m. Pacific Data Time, GMT minus 7. So basically, 
you get one more day when you're listening to this program, if you are listening to this program on the day that it comes out. Decreased stardust costs for trading. Trading Pokemon will cost one quarter less stardust. Spin Pokestops for extra XP. Earn 2x XP when you spin the photo discs of Pokestops you haven't visited before. Nobody cares about that. I'm already level 40. I don't need experience. Specially named field research tasks will be available for a limited time during this event. Augmented reality technology is changing the way we travel and experience new places. At Pokemon Go Fest Chicago 2019, we had visitors from 68 countries and regions. At Pokemon Go Fest Dortmund 2019, half of all visitors were international. Well, of course, half of them were international. It's Europe. You walk five blocks and you're in another country. Come on. Talk about false bragging. Half of all visitors were international and came from 90 different countries and regions. UNWTO's mission is to promote and support responsible, sustainable, and universally accessible tourism. And we're so proud to be partnering with an organization who shares our values of exploration and adventure. Keep these steps in mind when traveling to make your travels rewarding for you, the people you meet, and the places you visit. Let's go! The Pokemon Go team. Let's um, go! And that... When I said these steps, if you click on my words, it actually takes you to a uh, UNWTO, not secure website. Tips for a responsible traveler. <sighs> All right. I didn't get the t-shirt. I'm not into clothes. I mean, it's you get it for free. It's just I'm there. Not, I'm not into style. Well, I mean, I know, but maybe your avatar is. No, my avatar is still not wearing any shoes for probably about three years running now. Why does your shoe beef again? Why do you hate shoes? Oh, I hate shoes. I hate shoes. This, this winter in Minnesota is going to kill me because even like in D.C., I would go in flip-flops in the middle of January and February. So I know that's like not going to be outside. Yes, sir. What? I, I mean, do you... not like. I am a Hawaii boy. So? You don't wear shoes in Hawaii at all. Yes, you do. I've seen it. I've been there, you know. Okay, that's that's two thousands Hawaii. That's not seventies, <laughs> eighties Hawaii, right? We in the seventies and eighties, Hawaii was much softer. But due yes, to the hardening and... of the nineties, people could no it's longer all wear shoes. The lava, shoes. the volcano, all the volcano activity again. made hard, stabby rocks. So therefore, all Hawaiians now have to wear shoes. All right, so on my walk, because I accidentally walked six and a half miles on Friday with your dog? evening. Yes, except it's I don't have a dog. dog. She died. Thanks for bringing. I didn't was not walking with any dog. I was on a walk all by myself. I decided I'm going to go from my house. I'm going to go along that beautiful Hiawatha Creek, it is and beautiful. then maybe see like Lake Hiawatha. And then I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well go see Lake Nokomis. And then I was like, I'm at Lake Nokomis. I might as well walk around the entire thing. Ended up being six and a half yeah, miles. Yeah, that's a big Foolish. walk. Well, That's a lot. I'm a, I'm a big dude. I mean, you Anyways, are, but... besides catching a shiny horsey, I did get the research task of uh, the, what is it, trade across 10 bajillion miles, kilometers? I think it's a thousand miles, or maybe it's kilometers. It's kilometers. This is, this is, yeah, because it's the Ugh. UN. That they're trying to, to take over our country with the... 
with their the world governments with their, their government metric system and that's nobody just, likes the I metric system for it. nobody even knows what the metric system is it makes no I'll sense i'll tell you who likes the metric system french people well we but <laughs> so what do you what do i get if i trade uh from that research task cuz i it's that's going to be tricky to hmm. i mean <sighs> Maybe, I mean, is it it? So, is the reward a Pokemon? Because it's probably something you don't want. I mean, well, if it's an item, it's definitely something I don't want because my bag's always full, always overflowing. Full. And... <sighs> what do you think about this event? Do you think it's like a nice, you know, let's bring attention to some one of the most mean? Like they won't even. Do... Well, no, I was gonna say they won't any, do anything for Christmas, but they do. They um, do. But like, what what is this bizarre? I mean, I didn't even I I know a lot about the UN. I did study international relations. Did. I didn't even know that they had a world tourism organization. I didn't either. It is a Pokemon. It's probably one of them shiny Savipers or Zangoos. If you're lucky, you're not that lucky though. Trade Pokemon caught. You got that right. Trade Pokemon caught ten thousand kilometers apart. Wow, uh, that's like. I don't know how long because kilometers is a made-up number. I mean, it is a, a magical, imaginary number, but we we know this is how this is what we learned in our American schools. Greg, you went to American schools, right? I did. This is the great knowledge we learned in our American schools. We know that the imaginary five k mm-hmm. is three point one miles. And the 10K is 6.2 miles because we run races where we use their pretend distances as the measure because the other thing is that runners like the bigger numbers, even though they're going a shorter distance. See how that magic works? Yeah, so it makes you feel powerful. a 10K is 6.2 miles and you multiply that by 1,000, that's... 6,200 miles, if I masked that properly. I, I certainly sure. hope I did. <laughs> I don't know that you did, but okay. I mean, I went to school in a lot of different states, mostly New York and Hawaii. but <laughs> A lot of different states, too. <laughs> I mean, it, it was different parts of New York, so there's variations in quality when you come to uh, that I place. Mean, you're not wrong, but... <sighs> So, 6,200 miles, that's that's quite a bit of distance, actually. That's more than the entire United States if I'm from coast to coast, if I remember properly. Because to drive from D.C. to Minnesota was uh, under 2,000 miles, and that's pretty much half the country right there. Was it that little? I suppose. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So... I don't know. I like it. I like actually, so my opinion of the event overall, I like having these little don't cost extra money holidays and they give us all of the things that they didn't give us in our ultra bonus, which, you know, reduce cost for trades in the stardust and you get more experience just for spinning, just for doing the day-to-day things you're going to do in Pokemon Go anyways. And then it's like, here's an incentive if you do one of these long distance trades, you know, I, I, I 
I, if Steve was here, he'd know because he actually reads Reddit and poisons his mind. But I don't. No, neither do I, because we are intelligent older folks, Greg. <laughs> and Reddit is like, I don't even know how to use this. I've tried. It's like, there's, there's, there's certain ages in your life where you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. that pit looks like it's full of poison. Let me jump in anyways. And then you get to this other age where you're like, that pit looks that like it's full of poison, poison. And I don't want to be poisoned, I, so I I'm, will continue walking I'm full past. up with normal poison called my day-to-day life. I have oh. no room for more. Yes, exactly. I don't need to put external poison in. I generate my own. <laughs> I got my own poison sacks well. full up. Thank you very much. Is called a nine to five job. I just wish that they had uh, designed a better T-shirt because that yeah, T-shirt is so you. It's like all the iconography of the United Nations <laughs> has pretty much remained the same since 1972. Yeah, I yes, <laughs> like. It's just not a good... I really wanted to. I'm like, oh, I'll be international touristy. And I put the shirt on and I went, well, that was um, short-lived because it lasted on me for two seconds. And then yeah, I moved on. Yeah, it's ugly as, as heck. The only thing that could they could have done to make that t-shirt uglier is used a Mercator projection rather than <laughs> the actual globe that they did. So this whole episode is just going to be full of references that only Will and Greg are going to pick up on. <laughs> Look it up. Look it up, kids. Ask your parents. It's, uh, I believe it's spelled M-E-R-C-A-T-U-R. I mean, oh, it's just so bad. This is yeah. like that weird giant globe with like, and it looks so small you can't tell that it's people. So it looks like weird ribbons for like gold ribbons for yeah. no good reason. Yeah, and it's like you you're kind of like thinking, oh, are those Pokemon dancing yeah. around on that shirt? And it's like, no, <laughs> no. they're just stylized uh, figures of international people human looking tourists. They're tourists. They're tourists over a everybody globe. knows that tourism is a good thing. And you can't even read the UNWTO very well either. Like, it's just weird. It's just wild to me. Well, like, and okay. just, yeah, but what's wild to me is I have, um, because I am an international sort of gentleman, a polo shirt from the UN Development Program in Mozambique, and mm. it has that same globe on it uh, over the um, heart area as yeah. the little symbol of UNDP. And, okay, now settle back in your chair, because here's a stupid, pointless story. When I used to work... (laughs) It's called this podcast. (laughs) When I used to work in the 90s, uh, late 90s, uh, at the World Bank, at the International Finance Corporation, um, there was a common cafeteria for all of us, and... You used to pay for your soda at lunch by the number of ounces of soda that you placed in your cup. So what you would do is you would buy a plastic cup that had ounce measurements on it, and then you would fill it with soda and bring it to the register. And the person at the register would say, you have 10 ounces of soda, so you will pay $1.40. So I had one of those cups from the World Bank. And it had that same stupid globe on it. <laughs> That's a logo. Well, this is 24 years ago. Come on, Look, United Nations. It's, Hire a graphic artist to get with the decade. It's and untouchable. It certainly does not look... I mean, Okay, it's so old that it's probably retro. So <sighs> it's fine, I guess. The fact that uh, oldies 
our music that I was listening to in college now breaks my soul. So who am I? No, that's classic. It's not uh, oldies. Listen to the oldies station, my friend. No. <laughs> the 90s was 30 years ago. A little part of what was left of my soul just withered away and died, crumbled into dust. All right, time for our next news item. How exciting. This is from IGN, the internet game news, or I don't know. Oh, it's by uh, Joshua Yell. I, like, I follow him on Twitter. I enjoy uh, his tweets. Got a very cute profile picture. Oh, I yes. don't know whether he is actually cute or not, but that little—he's family, uh, you know—half inch by half inch circle looks very nice. Um, he's family. He obviously takes care of his skin or has somebody mm-hmm. who does Photoshop for him. Here we go. Shiny Charizard Pokemon card sells for over ten thousand dollars. Why? Didn't realize Charizard new payday. Thank you for that subtitle, Joshua Yell. The new Pokemon card set, Hidden Fates, features a rare shiny Charizard GX and one just sold for a staggering $10,100 on eBay, also the same amount that Will Anderson has spent on furniture in the past two days. There are several factors that contributed to why this particular card went for so much. Here, we're going to answer your question, Greg. Why? Hidden Fates why? is a brand new special mini set it, that's especially tough special. to find in stores. I have seen people send me photos of stacks and stacks of Hidden Fates. Yeah. What was this article written? This article was uh, September 3rd. Oh, it's a little old. Yeah, right. I mean, Steve found one, so what does that say? Yeah. Rather than being sold in traditional booster boxes, Hidden Fates booster packs only come packaged in limited products, like the Mewtwo and Mew collection boxes, the Legendary Birds Elite Trainer box, or a Gyarados Raichu Mewtwo or Charizard tin. These products are quickly being snatched up at local game shops. Getting your hands on Hidden Fates booster packs is a challenge to begin with, and then you've actually got to pull the Charizard GX, which is one of 45 different Pokemon GX cards in the set. What makes Hidden Fates even more desired is that in addition to the standard cards in the set, it also features a shiny vault, where select Pokemon cards have been reprinted in their shiny form. Charizard cards always have high value compared to others given the Fiery Lizard is a fan-favorite Pokemon. But when you add in the fact that this is a unique black and red shiny version, the card becomes exponentially more sought after. This card is actually a reprint of the Burning Shadows Charizard GX (laughs) with a new shiny (sighs) artwork. This shiny Charizard GX card was in perfect condition earning an almost unheard of black label rating from grading company Beckett. Other ungraded shiny Charizard GX cards have been selling for around $300 to $400, which is already an incredibly large sum for a modern Pokemon card. But given this one was found in pristine condition and was professionally graded, it incited a bidding war that quickly skyrocketed. It should be noted that false bids are sometimes placed to troll sellers, meaning this auction has a chance at going unpaid, but that this particular auction had 44 bids gives it an air of authenticity. 
If you are the seller or winner of this auction and can help us by confirming the legitimacy of the sale, please reach out to us via email, blah, 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 blah. Typically, the most expensive Pokemon cards are ones from years past that have printing defects, were only obtainable at special events, and or were only printed in small quantities. So what ultimately makes this shiny Charizard GX so exciting for collectors is that it's out in the wild right now. You don't have to have saved it from your childhood collection or won it in a prestigious tournament. You simply need to track down some hidden fates and have luck on your side. A lot of luck. And, but, like, you're going to flood the market, and then it's not going to be $10,000. It's going to be an ancient Mew card that you got when you saw the Ugh. movie. And nobody and wants no it. there's no update on the article from recently saying whether it was a real bid or not. So it didn't sell for over 10000 It was bid on for over $10,000. Let's have some authenticity and accuracy in our news yeah. reporting, IGN, please. Thank you. I don't Thank care you. how cute you are, Joshua Yell. I will still hold you to the same standards as I hold everyone else. Does it link? Does it link to the eBay? It does. Uh, ooh. It is currently sitting at... Uh, ten thousand one hundred dollars. Yeah, that's that's the one they were talking about with fifty dollars shipping. <laughs> fifty dollars shipping, dude. You got to keep that thing safe. I mean, do... I, I what I don't understand. Okay, so for people who don't know, there there is this company Beckett. They do ratings of trading cards, usually from like the the fun popular trading card games like Magic <laughs> and Pokemon, and not Cardfight Vanguard. Um, I think they also do baseball cards. They do baseball cards. When I worked at Shinders for a huge chunk of my life, when Magic the Gathering started, before Beckett was doing Magic the Gathering, they were only known for baseball cards. So I used to have to look up, or I'd have people coming in and going, what's the Beckett on this? Because we would buy cards from people all the time, and I'd say, I don't know, let me go get the sports card person. And then I would leave them. But we had Beckett manuals all over the place for like every conceivable card type. And imaginable. so what what the Beckett people do, you have to um get they the make cards it up. to them. Like no, everything. They no, make it up. No, no. The parts that they don't make up. Um <laughs> so you have to get the card to them. I don't recommend putting it in the mail um no. unless you've got some super insurance on that. Uh, but then they basically look at it. I don't know if they use a microscope, but they use some sort of magnifying um, tool to analyze the actual condition of the card. Like so, hardcore, too. Yes. They and, are not. When it when they say mint, they mean mint. Yeah, it has and, to be and so pristine. It is not only um, things that are under the owner's control, those. These are the four areas that they actually give you kind of like a, a I want to say a receipt, but you basically get a sealed container back with the card inside because when you after you get it rated by Beckett, it's never going to be played and it's never intended to be played. Um, so the four areas that they analyze on are centering, which that's the print quality, right? You have no control over that. So they, that's judgment of whether the card was, how the card was printed on yeah. the card stock it was printed upon. Edges. 
So they go along the edges and make sure that there's no bends, wrinkles, tears. And we're talking, they use super magnification. So even like you've played a card once, your finger's going to scrape along that side and cause a little bit of flustering on the sides. That's going to drop down your rating. That's a demerit on your rating. Corners, um, so whether the corners are bent, dent, anything like that, because that tends to happen frequently with cards, and then surface, and they look over the smoothness of the entirety of the surface of the card. So this is one of the things that that really makes this stand out, is the fact that this was pulled from a pack, and it received tens in each of those four areas. And then Beckett also assigns a serial number to the card that they have now encased in plastic so that it will never be touched or anything like that, um, so that it's on an official record for all time that this particular card is that card of such value, et cetera, et cetera, amen. Um, So yes, the fact that this was pulled from a pack and the person who pulled it didn't open the pack in such a way right? (laughs) when they tore it open... Um, to damage the card and then managed to get it to Beckett for analysis in a way that did not damage the card. That's that's the true testimony that we're shouting out here. Oh, absolutely. Like, that was a lot of work. And I know you don't care for trading cards so much, Greg, but... <sighs> you know, I'm, I trying, just... I'm trying this new event in in the arena game, and I don't know what I'm doing, and it's very frustrating because I feel like I'm not getting the most that I could out of this game. Well, it's very, we'll make a deal. it's a very frustrating experience. <laughs> the next time that there is a magic pre-release, which it's sad because I literally forgot that I live above a game store. Yeah. And um, isn't there one right now? Cause they're doing the fairy tale thing. Which exactly. I'm and I, I forgot that I live above a game store. So I was like, when we I were mean, talking about pre-release, I was like, I'm not driving 40 minutes outside of the city. And then I was like, <laughs> Oh, I could have just walked across the street. I mean, I opened one of the packs and I got the new, the new fairy person who's cool. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oko? Yeah, I got Oko. I got Oko in my (sighs) arena game, but I'm like, I don't know how to. Like, I don't. It's okay. Well, this is what frustrates me about these cards. I open like 20 packs and I get eight cards each or whatever or seven or whatever so and now you have 160 cards only you're telling me only one of those cards in my virtual packs is a card that anybody cares about well that's, that's what makes trading me so card angry games for you buddy that's why we buy singles we don't open packs well, i don't have a choice do i in the stupid arena thing i don't Ugh. play the stupid arena thing i only play with physical cards well i mean if i could get a i i'm kind of digging the i kind of dig oko like I'm liking. I'm liking. Oh, he's got some sweet yeah. abs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I idolize. I, I want abs like that. I, I will play that game with that card for sure. But here's and, the thing: but, I don't know what I'm doing, and it's so frustrating because I'm at the part in Magic: The Gathering Arena where I no longer get experience for playing against the robot. I have to play against people, and I do not know what I'm doing. And I'm put up against people who are like running YouTube channels who are like, uh, look at this person who clearly has never played the game before. I'm like, yeah, I've never played this game before, and yet I'm playing against super users. Well, you just have it's to remember incredibly frustrating that, game. That Magic: The Gathering originated from Dungeons and Dragons. It so did start not. With that, it did so. Ugh. 
It was designed for pe- some as something for people to play while they were waiting for a new D&D session to start at Gen Con. I got that from the words of one of the creators of Magic the Gathering. So it has its roots in Dungeons and Dragons. Well, but here's the thing. Has the here's how you play Oko. Okay. You plus two and get a food token. Yeah. Because that dude never eats when he's got nah, sweet nah. abs like that. He is he is <laughs> giving away that food for sure. All I know is you plus two to get food, and then you have the goose make the food into something, into well, mana. Like that I, is the extent of what I know of this whole thing, and I don't get it. And I'm I quickly get frustrated trying to play the game, and I'm like, I need like super basic somebody to like walk me through and plus stop giving me these useless cards that nobody likes that's that's trading card games i know that's why i hate them i hate them so much don't you play pokemon trading card game online same same reason but i get a bunch of garbo cards but at least you get to play with pokemon i mean yeah i kind of understand it but then i always feel like i could be playing final fantasy instead wow I guess and we I all do. have our particular garbage <laughs> that we enjoy, don't we? Yeah, knitter. <sighs> There's nothing garbage about knitter. Come call me in January when you're looking for a hat. I bud. already asked you for a hat, and you said no. I, I don't remember that at all. We were at the Mall of America, and I took you to that really cute knitting store. and said, oh, I'm so excited for you to make a hat. And you're like, I'm not making people hats. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember. You're right. I did say no. Look, I'm not a hat. I'm not some kind of hat factory. Well, sort of like your hat when you're needs. sitting on your cute new chair, staring at the world outside your windows, knitting, whip make one it, into a hat for me for myself. <laughs> Charizard, oh, I have to get you your hat, by the way. Ten thousand dollar Charizard. No, that, that's just not good. Like it's and, too much. I mean, that's late stage capitalism for yeah, you, right there. That's a microtransaction. Out of controls, what that is. I mean, Bring it back. That's like a year at community college, right there. At least, Ooh. or you know, two couches and a love seat for Will Anderson's <laughs> living room. Ooh, he's All a right, couch though. We're going to take another break, and when we come back from our break, we'll have the question of the week yeah. and the Pokemon of the week. Yeah. of the people, places, and things that bring us Pokemon in our daily lives. To start with, we are going to return to our weekly custom of having a question of the week. The question of the week is available to those of you who belong to our Slack community. 
in the addict channel. So if you are paying enough where you feel that your subscription to its super effective is an addiction, you will be presented with the opportunity to offer a question of the week for every week. As is tradition, we will introduce the question of the week with a song, and this week I will be singing the song as I don't know why. I just decided to switch it up. I'm in charge. I I have no control here. Remember, Slack is not just for work anymore. (laughs) Slack.com. Even when it's at work, it's not (laughs) not for work work. either. Like nobody, I've seen work Slacks. It's a whole bunch of people not doing work. All right. Our song for question of the week. Did you know so long ago? We used to wonder things and ponder away each night and day until our Greg would sing. The time has come. We will resolve our intellect to tweak. Present us now, if you will, the question of the week. Dang! All right, read the question, Greg. All right. Uh, well, we ha- all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, last, this is from Robert in our Slack channel. Remember, Slack is not just for work anymore. <laughs> last episode, someone said, What would a divo- ditto evolution be in the course of discussing the Shield exclusive possibilities? Uh, so, what if Satoshi came to us and said, you must des- design a ditto evolution? And if, if it, it is, is interesting, interesting and good, good we will pay, we you, will pay millions. you millions. Like, that is the key. Yes, I will do that for millions. What do I submit? I know what I submit. All right, hear me out. Okay, go for it. So, ditto, when ditto evolves, it evolves, it has to be at the front of your party. It evolves into the Pokemon that is next to in your party gains that entire typing and everything except it gains its hidden ability and instead of its normal face it has a ditto face so it literally can be any pokemon including mythicals but with a ditto face and that pokemon's hidden ability should that hidden ability exist it completes its final transformation into its ultimate ditto face form Five million dollars, well, please. I, I, I want to write you that check because that's better than anything I could have thought of. <laughs> Good gracious! And I mean, finally, I might all have, those plushies would make sense. I might make it a little different. I don't think I'd have it evolve by being like the first Pokemon in your party or anything like that. But boy, that's a great concept you got there. I mean, I was thinking like, let's, let's, uh, I was going to say, let's honor its uh, tradition of being used to generate eggs. <laughs> it evolves by, into an egg? It evolves no, that, into the well, alien it, from it aliens? It evolves in the daycare. Oh, right? it has like, to be the daycare. You, you put it in the daycare and after it produces like a certain number of eggs. 500 eggs. Uh, then, well, let's take a variation on what you offered. So. Uh, after it produces a certain number of eggs, maybe that number of eggs is randomly determined. Oh, you're just you're okay. just making people 
work at that point. Well, that's uh, hello. Well, hello, and welcome to the world of Pokemon, where we've claimed that something's a game when it's actually it's actually labor. work. Yes, it's actually here's here's the true secret, dark secret of Pokemon that they weren't going to let you know. Uh, Pokemon's pretty much the equivalent of like protein folding and SETI online. Oh yeah, where they are basically just you you don't realize it, but you're actually processing a huge, uh, major question slash theory and sending the data back to TPCI. Did you have actually going to? Did you have the SETI online screensaver? Heck no. Brent I did. value the security of my uh, computers. Thank you. Brent did not for send a real any long information time. back to randos. I mean, they're getting it anyways, so I might as well so, pretend I'm doing good with it. Anyways, um, okay, let's let's go super wild and along the lines because your idea was just so good, Greg. I just I can't I can't stray from it too far okay. because it's just like you've presented the paragon. And now anything I do is going to be a, a pale shadow. <laughs> I'll so, give you part of my millions that they paid me. The ditto has to be in the daycare. Check. It evolves after a randomly determined number of eggs. Check. It evolves into any of the Pokemon that you have registered in your, uh, let's say, to keep it sane national decks oh but there's no national regional, decks. your regional decks your regional decks oh, sorry good save. poor choice of words but it won't have the hidden ability it's guaranteed to be shiny oh no Sophie's has, choice and it has the ditto face yeah i like that one a lot <laughs> So I think I think that's I think both of those ideas are really good because it's like it's kind of like Ditto, you've worked so hard. Right. Once you you know evolve, then you get to like rest. You don't have to transform, or or maybe it's like like when we used to have like silly putty, and when you silly puttied it too much, and then it would just become hard. What is when it's no longer silly putty, it's silly concrete. Yes, I think uh, like those of us who had it plastic. no longer picks up the the uh, the art from the comics page. Can they even sell silly putty anymore? Yeah, or is it but like it's like there's no newspaper toxic. to use it on, so what's the point? All right, our Pokemon of the week. All right, last week was not even a Pokemon. Yeah. Cheater, I, cheater, cheater. On my article that I wrote, but I can't, so... Not a Pokemon. It's one that you can multiply yourself. Um, you can hold, generate a maximum of 999 of them in Alola on the particular island where you can generate items. And uh, Psychic and Ghost-type Pokemon would benefit the most from it. Potentially, they're the only ones that would benefit from it. Um, and if it's used to make a poffin, it will, if it's the only ingredient, it will make a sweet poffin. Greg? Yeah. What was the not a Pokemon of the week? It's a Kassib berry? Kassib berry or Kassib berry. I mean, for, yes. for the long time, I thought it was spelled basic backwards, but the I and the A are yeah, but Nana Bees and yeah, that's like they all like are just a, a so, letter scramble. 
I'm trying like I look at the Dream World artwork and I'm trying to figure out what berry it's based off of, and I literally have no idea because I'm not oh. that familiar with my berries. It does look like a flower. It looks like a flower. So. It looks like yeah. Is it like a honeysuckle? But then like Kasib usually refers to some part of the berry. Sometimes I don't know. I yeah, I don't know. Um, origin name Buddha's hand. Oh, here we go. It's, you're a, eating a actually, hand. <gasps> Buddha's hand, citrus medica variable sarcodactylus, <laughs> or the fingered citron, <laughs> is an unusually shaped citron variety whose fruit is segmented into finger-like sections resembling those seen on representations of Buddha. It is Buddha's hand in Chinese, Japanese, Korean, and Vietnamese. The different cultivars and variations of this citron variety form a gradient from open-hand types with outward-splayed segments to closed-hand types in which the fingers are kept together. There are also half-fingered fruits in which the basal side is united and the apical side fingered. What does it the taste origin- like? Uh, like citrus, I don't know. The origin of this kind of citron is commonly traced back to the Far East, probably northeastern, northeastern India or China, where most domesticated citrus fruits originate. I wish they would not use the term Far East. Uh, I think yeah, that term is well. deprecated. Thank you, Wikipedia. Well, there oh, you go. There's your origins no of the fruits or juice. It's what? mainly no used, pulp or juice. It's mainly it's very fragrant and used predominantly in perfumes and clothing. You want smelly clothes? I guess I don't know. Well, I do use Thai because I looked up to see how it like tastes. Uh, apparently, apparently there are candied versions of it that are used in recipes. Like I just found a candied Buddha's hand citron. So basically, you can candy it and give it sugar, and it tastes like something. I still, still no, no absolute statement of what it tastes like. So, I guess we just suffer in silence, like we well, always do. I also think that um, looking at images of this particular fruit is one of the creepiest things I've ever seen yeah, in my life. I mean, they're being nice when they're saying it looks like fingers. It looks Ooh. like a face hugger. It looks like some creature from another <laughs> planet. <laughs> That does not mean to do nice things no. to you. No, it is not. It is. But I would appreciate if among your holiday dishes, Greg, that All you right. would make me something with a Buddha's hand citron. All right. If you can find them somewhere. You'll right, get that us, when I get my hat. Give us this week's Pokemon of the Week. All right. Uh, I'm going to take us on a journey like often happens. Uh, so when Will and I were talking about when we were going to record this episode, I said, oh, I'm out running errands and I'll be available at any time. And in typical situations, did not explain myself, meaning this was on Saturday and I'd have time to record in time on Sunday. So because yesterday I didn't have D&D to play, so we were running our errands early. And then I remembered that it's the last weekend of September and the state fairgrounds is having their annual clearance sale on all of their state fair clothing so you can get everything half off and there were a bunch of shirts that I wanted to get and I needed to get a birthday present for my friend who wants a shirt that's way too expensive during the fair time but would be great at clearance if we could find it and so since I was at the fair I thought about this Pokemon So this week's Pokemon came about in my brain because of my trip to the state fairgrounds. 
Uh, this Pokemon is one of the weakest Pokemon of the generation that it was introduced in, and its typing is extremely common. While this Pokemon's two main abilities suggest that it's very cautious and has a flighty nature, its hidden ability suggests it has a powerful mind because it shares that hidden ability with other computational Pokemon. Who's that Pokemon? Well, I've got no idea. <laughs> Only I'm supposed to make the ones that are like super impossible to figure out. You're supposed to do Sunkern. <laughs> Not Sunkern. Well, I mean, that kind of goes with the State Fair theme. Yeah, maybe? good. I mean, Cedar, it's a big thing, but that's not it. Oh, I do have to start working on my entry for next you, year's yes. State Fair. Yes. Oh, but that the rule book was so long. Can yeah, you get me an abbreviated version? Yeah, I mean, you just have to go to the knitting part. I have a friend who does knitting stuff for the State Fair and submits all the time, so... Like we can get the we can get the scoop for sure about what right. what you need to do. Well, that brings our program to a close. I hope you've enjoyed your time in the world of Pokemon, learning about the people, places, and things that bring us Pokemon every day. If you would like more information about this particular program, you can find that on the website pkmncast.com, I believe is the website. Is that it? Why not? Could it be. is it. It's not? No, it is. Yes, it is. Well, now we've proven that pkmncast.com is a location where you can find information about this program. Uh, all of our episodes are posted there. If you didn't happen to find this episode, I don't know where you're listening to this. Um, if you'd like to reach us on Twitter, the Twitter account for the actual program is at pkmncast are you talking I, about the twitter what the twitter handle yes. is what is the twitter I handle was... i don't go on twitter anymore yeah, i know you don't why don't you go on because i told you why no uh, you probably well, didn't i forgot it's at pokemon podcast on twitter pardon my incorrect information if you'd like to reach me on twitter i do respond to direct messages and at mentions you can reach me at wash in the sink if you'd like to reach greg on twitter you can reach greg at white wing there's no h after the second w in that particular twitter handle oh that attitude well do you own white wing <laughs> i don't i don't don't direct people in that direction if you don't own the handle. If you'd like to watch the founder and host of this program on Twitch, he is a full-time Twitch streamer currently at TwitchCon, and he apologizes for not being here this week to stop the train wreck. <laughs> you can reach him on Twitter at Dragging a Lake, and his Twitch stream is twitch.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. I know that for sure. That mm -hmm. is the actual Twitch URL. Um, and then if you would like to contribute to the program and join our fantastic Slack community, if there has not been a, there probably won't be an insert of the advertisement for it, um, you can uh, contribute at, what is it? ISC.cash? Yeah, I think it's ISC. 
Why don't we have these answers at the tips this, of our fingers? This is this is Steve's problem, not ours. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> ISE.cash will take you to patreon.com slash it's super effective, which which obviously too uh, unwieldy in order to continue using um, just $2 a month gets you access to our Slack community. It's no longer just for work. All right, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective! Well, you also got to say something. No, you, no, it's yours. Oh, the That's s- yours. Super didolutions. start the program what's up That's everybody not, mm, no you why don't you do it go for it you 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 can start it this time no you're the you're the prime you're okay. will prime i am i am the secondary <laughs>